everybody's going through something, y'all. These past three, four years have been catastrophic. Everybody's going through something. People are looking for people that they can trust who ain't going to stab them in the back, who don't have a tight face, who ain't mad, angry, frustrated, half dead. You come in like a breath of fresh air for yourself first. I come take your job. I take your job and all your boss's job. I ain't even got to know what I'm doing. What you should be considering is how to be passionate every day of your life. You want to get me passionate and stirred up? Show me some women who don't know how great they are. 70% 70% of my clients only their jobs. We've doubled women's salaries in the same job because they simply show up differently. You're, you're working to be secure and to pay bills and you ain't that happy. You're confused about what you bring to the table and you're not clear on it because you want to be, you want to be wide and you ain't that loyal because you will, you will leave and knock if you buck, if somebody blink they eyes sideways. Organizations <laughs> be loyal to you, but you're not loyal to them. And you tell them, you have shunt, shunt, okay? You have shunt them with your past five jobs on your job experience. Uh, she'll leave. Figure out what makes you happy first. It may not even be in that raggedy job. Who cares about your raggedy job? Nobody. Welcome, everyone, to Money Loves Happy People. I'm your host, Chris Rutherford. And today, we're going to be talking about the challenges of ambitious women it is searched 1.35 billion times a month ambitious women want to know what other lionesses and queens are going through at their jobs what are some of the common challenges of ambitious women i'm glad you asked number one y'all have sight but no vision i say y'all that used to be me two making your job your everything so without it you feel like you're nothing And then three, thinking you need more money before you can be happy. And I'll talk about the other two as you continue to rock with us. But the first thing is you would think that the challenges of ambitious women or what we have is really like people are intimidated by our power. People are intimidated by our strength. We're always overworked and underappreciated. We're underpaid. People extract our value. People talk about us. We have a large number of critics. We have all these things. Yes, those are challenges that we have. But the root of those challenges, let's talk about the real equation that we're going to solve for. The real problem that we want to solve for is when you have sight, no vision. When you don't have a vision, when you don't know where you're going, you'll do anything. Dr. Miles Monroe said, people who are walking in their destiny and living in the fullness of their destiny live very narrow lives. Because once you know where you're going, you know who and what won't get you there. A lot of ambitious women are busy doing a lot of good things. But you really only need to do one right thing. A lot of ambitious women are really good at doing 10 things very strong. It's like a kaleidoscope where all of our colors are just as strong. So we can do 10 things and we try to do 10 things, but it's difficult to light 10 candles at the same time. If you just focus on one and you get that burning, then you can do the other things. So we have a hard time focusing on one thing. We do 10 things and wonder why nothing gets off the ground. The last thing is when you have sight but no vision, you're putting your intellectual property, your time, your advice, your energy into getting other people off the ground 
You're addicted to serving other people and you have nothing left for yourself. It's hard to birth your dream. It's hard to birth your baby while serving as a midwife to five other people. I've never seen a woman in labor go try to have help somebody else deliver their baby. So are you sacrificing your dreams? Are you sacrificing your purpose? Are you sacrificing your destiny while serving as a midwife to other people's dreams and destinies and wondering why you're not getting off the ground? That is a common challenge. Number two, making your job your everything. So without it, you feel like you're nothing. Have you wrapped up your identity in your job and you feel like this is who I am? No, that's what you do. So when I ask women, who are you? They'd be like, I'm the vice president of such and such. That's, that's what you do. That's not who you are. So have you confused what you are with what you do? And so when you get fired, you fall down in a hole and become a victim and you feel like you're nobody or that you have to start over, but you've attached your identity to that job as opposed to knowing that you made that position great. You made that organization great with what you brought to the table. They didn't make you, so they can't break you. If you always feel like the job is your everything, when it breaks, you break. As opposed to when the job breaks, the only thing that should have broken was the job and you go off whole and get your value from somewhere else. Number three, thinking that you need more money before you can be happy. Money doesn't make you happy. It can accentuate your happiness. You can be more bougie. But if you're only chasing money, thinking that it's going to make you happy, while suffering in the interim in the present, you're creating conditions in your mind to not really be able to make money. If you're looking at rich people hating on their lives and envying them and wondering why it's not you, that's why it's not you. You can't hate that which you desire. You can't hate rich people and want to be rich. You can't talk about rich people and want to be rich. You can't despise what wealthy people are doing with their money and, and actually attract money because you're repelling the very same thing that you say that you want. So can you be happy? Can you learn to be happy? Can you learn to be grateful? Can you apply the skill of gratitude? And then you open yourself up to be able to receive more money. But if you think you have to Make more money before you could be happy is not true. Money loves happy people. Money will chase you down once you get into alignment with who you are. Money will chase you down when you stop acting desperate. Money will chase you down. And it's easy for me to say, but I'm telling you my money was on Morris Code. I'm telling y'all what I know. <laughs> I'm better than them. Why they got Fiji and Forbes and I didn't? I'm better than them. Why are they getting these things? And I didn't. Once I started to own who I was and look at the blind spots of what I needed to clean up before I got to the next level, that's the real work. Joyce Meyer says a lot of people have a gift that will take them somewhere, but not enough character to keep them there when they get there. A lot of people have a gift that will take them somewhere, but not enough character to keep them there once they get there. So what is your character? What are your blind spots? I've always had the gift to be a global speaker, but I black out and cuss you out <laughs> on stage with a microphone in my hand. 
I could not be trusted. Do, do not give Christy a microphone. <laughs> what character flaws do you need to look in the mirror and own so you can access the gifts and the money and the provision that is available to you but not accessible to you? The last two things and the challenges that ambitious women have. Number four, your money doesn't have an assignment. In U Square, Price Pritchard talked about becoming a center of distribution. He said it's not about receiving more money and thinking about what you're going to do with it, but how are you going to give it? How is the world going to be better because you got more money? Can you become a center of distribution? That guy can trust that if he gave you more money, that more people would be greater because of that. More people will be greater because you got more money. More people will be able to receive more money because you got more money. Or are you just focused on making enough money to take care of you and your family? Are you just focused on if I could just get my two kids through college? When we watch Robert F. Smith write a check to pay off more houses tuition. Oprah's done it for years. If we can believe to send five kids to college, your kids have to be taken care of by default. If you can believe to build a neighborhood like Oprah did for hurricane victims, she built a, she actually built two neighborhoods. If you can believe to buy five houses and not even, let's say, start with the neighborhood, but if you can believe to buy five houses, your family has to be taken care of by default. But we're so focused on taking care of our house and our little corner and our nook of the world that we're not praying bolder prayers to be greater for other people. And you wonder why you're not receiving more money. Does your money have an assignment? Does your money have an assignment? Does your money have an assignment to be able to enrich the lives of other people? Or are you just worried about enriching your pockets and flousing? So it's no coincidence that LeBron James is the first active NBA player, billionaire. He can be trusted with more money because once he started to make money, he created programs to teach adults how to read. Started there. Because once you get the adults in order, then he went and started to create programs for the kids. Then he, I think he sent like 5,000 kids to college. Tuition free. He does all kind of stuff. That's just what we know about. He can be trusted to receive more money because he's going to give more money. That's not a coincidence. You square price Pritchard. Are you willing to become a center of distribution? Or are you just going to complain and just ask for just enough? Are you going down to the ocean and you have an ocean amount of water that's available to you taking a cup? Or are you just taking a thumb, a thimble fill? Or are you going to back a truck up? And be able to get what you need. Money is available to you. It's waiting for you. Own your assignment. Own who you are. Let's go get this money. Number five. You want people to see you differently without being different. You want change, but you don't want to change. You want your bosses to honor your value. You don't know your value. 
You want your job and your industry to pay your value. You deny your value. And your value isn't an extra five, ten thousand dollars If you've been underpaid, overworked, underappreciated for years, when are you going to capture that value? Do you believe that it's even possible for you? When are you going to own your blind spots, look in the mirror, tell the truth, and then let's start there? A lot of y'all are walking around with this illusion and this lie that you're resting you know, B-I-T-C-H face is the way I look. This lady told me that. That's how I look. Uh-uh, you got a scowl on your face. Who going to hire you with that? I like to know, see you coming. That's how I look. That's my resting face. No, that's who life made you. I'm not angry. Pfft. You try to walk in here and be on my team, deny. Are you willing to tell the truth about how you're showing up? Are you just want to continue to work with people, liars who want, who will tell you that I will help your boss see you differently without even changing yourself. It's not true. You can't want change and not change. You can't want people to see you differently and you not show up differently. You can't want your spouse or people in a relationship to be able to see you differently without being different. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. Do you want to learn how to ask for and get a 30% raise without getting another degree? Look, Black women are the most educated and the least paid. That should tell you that that math is not mathing. The degree is not the path to the next level. It's actually learning how to articulate the value and take credit for the work that you've already done. So I want to invite you to get my free case study at changenowwithchristy.com. Just get the information, use it, and take the money out of the hands of your employers and put it into your household because you already deserve it. You just have to know how to ask for it. Again, changenowwithchristy.com. I can't wait for you to get this insight, use it, and get the money that you deserve. Take care. So start there. Tell the truth. I did it a lot. Tell y'all something. So a couple months ago, everything was tight. Uh, All my clothes were tight. Everything got shrank. And I had been on a scale in a couple of months. I went to culinary school. Danishes, chocolates, bread, croissants, chocolate, dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate, caramelized white chocolate with pecans, uh, macaroons, everything. I was working out in the morning. I said, I'm shocked I didn't gain any weight. <laughs> Meanwhile, everything is tight. <laughs> so <laughs> I go back home. I pulled a scale out the box. I stepped on it. I said, ain't no way I weigh that. There's no way. I haven't weighed that. I mean, years. I said, maybe the scale need to rest a little bit because, um, uh, you know, maybe it needs to recalibrate. It's been a day. Maybe I can change the battery cell. I got on that scale the next day. The scale said, ah, you weigh the same. <laughs> True. Well, maybe it's the, I get vegan hormone pellets. Maybe it's the hormones that made me gain weight. Let me tell y'all something. I was blaming everybody. But I started going to the gym faithfully. Got my green smoothie, my salmon, my salads. I've lost seven pounds so far. But I really had to tell the truth. And once I told the truth, I changed. So how long are you going to walk around in whatever lie you're telling yourself? We all do it. When are you going to own where you really are? When are you going to get the hard truth with some data to be able to change 
where you are. So I went to Starbucks. I love to get their egg white bites. I got to stop giving these companies these shout outs without paying me an endorsements. But anyway, they're delicious. I love them. And so in the same line, I remember for the past two months adding that banana bread with it. It's delicious. You get it warmed up. It's pecans, walnuts, bananas. It's moist. It's delicious. It's not too sweet. It's delicious. I'm like, Chris, you remember you, you ate a lot of banana bread in the past two months. It, it ain't the vegan hormone pellets, girl. It was the bread and the chocolate cake and the chips and a lot of rock Swiss chocolate sheer chocolate with caramelized hazelnuts in it. Delicious. That was me. So. Do you want people to see you differently without you being different? Do you want change without changing? Because that's not really going to happen. So who has the first questions on what are some of the challenges that ambitious women have at work? I think one question for myself and uh, for everyone in general, even though we show our skill set and we work with our managers uh, day to day, how do we still have them how else outside of telling them um, our contributions, what we've done all year, our contributions to certain projects. And, you know, at the end of the year, we have a annual, annual review and our rating is still the same. It's just satis- satisfactory score. How do we raise that rating up? Is that really, and I guess the question there is like, does the manager have any input to that, even though based on like the major contributions we've done all year, or is that something that corporate controls and tells the manager what to rate us? Ooh, this is a great question. So you want to know basically going into a performance review, how do you get what you desire? Right. In certain criteria, certain areas. I mean, you, you've said and produced, you know, I want this raise, I want a promotion, but you still get this satisfactory score that doesn't move no matter what you have said and how you perform. Okay. Even though it's asking and showing. So how do we, how do you get past that barrier? Okay. So you set this up before the period starts. So how often are you right. reviewing? Throughout the year, right. Now we're at annual review and I, and I get the same score I did last year, but no, I'm no, doing listen, more work listen, this listen year. To question. Listen to my question. Oh. How what month are you reviewed in? Month reviewing is in March. Every March. So the, yeah. Okay. So when, when March comes, because, okay, so we're in, we're in that period now. Great. You say, I want to meet with you quarterly to be able to talk about my performance review. So we're going to break it down in quarters. So March, we're going to meet to talk about what we're going to do in Q2, April, May, June. Right. And you want to meet every quarter. So you say, what are the expectations that you have for me this quarter? What are some of the goals that you would like for me to meet in this quarter? What specific actions (laughs) do you want to see me take this year? But this quarter, because people can't think that far out. Now, for the past three years, I've gotten a satisfactory score. So let's say on a scale of one to one to seven, I'm getting a four. What do I need to do to move that to a six? So you're asking them, what box do I need to check for you? Because you're out checking 20 boxes. They really want you to check two. Mm-hmm. And you've never checked the two that they're judging you on. And here's the thing, y'all. 
most managers are judging you on something completely different. So you want to mm. get input on the people who are actually is judging you. They're, they're scoring you on a criteria. You're over here playing football. They, they playing checkers. You play at checkers, they play at chess. So they set the board for what they want. So you want to know what's important to them and you want to voice to them what you expect. This is what I want. This is my target. This is what I'm looking for. How do I get there? So we're talking about this quarter, but really you're talking about how do I get there before next March? Mm -hmm. So now we come into April, May, June, we have our July meeting. Our July Mm -hmm. meeting is to, to reflect on what we did in the previous quarter. Did I meet what you set for me? Did I meet the objectives that we talked about this quarter? Y'all got to get more intentional and have more conversations when y'all are, you know, based on these performance review. Every year, if every March you're disappointed, it's because you didn't set up the conversation before you went there. You didn't even set the chessboard. You didn't set the table. You just, you just want to see what's going to happen. So now let's talk about, did I meet what you, did I meet the objectives? Did I meet them satisfactorily to you? Because you got what you checked off on the board. And then they got what they saw. So you want to get clear on what did they see? Did, did I meet the objectives? Mm-hmm. So, you know, John, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for a six, whatever your scale is, right? On a scale of one to four, I'm mm-hmm. shooting for a six next year. What's the gap that you see in my performance that I need to close to be able to meet that objective? So they're going to tell you, this is what we want from you. This is what we need. This is what I want. If you're never aiming at their target, you're never going to hit it. You got a target, they got a target. Y'all aren't on the same page and have not been ever. What objectives do you have for me to meet this quarter? What's important to you this quarter? Hmm. Because it changed from last quarter. What organization have you seen that stayed the same? And then you come into Q3. Exact same questions. A reminder. You know I'm looking for a six. You ain't got to say it like that, right? But, hey, you know, John, I'm looking to get a six next year. I know we've talked about it for the past two quarters. What gaps do you see in my performance that's not going to allow me to meet that by, before March? Because you still got six months to clean it up. And he should be able to tell you. Now, if, if through all of these conversations, you feel like you're getting tricked on, you're getting played, then it's, it's already always time for y'all to be dating other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people, people appreciate you. They'll work with, they'll work you to death and they will work you three times as hard. Actually, they're not even doing it. You're doing it. They're allowing you to do it. Hmm. And then they get addicted to your overdoing and not asking while promoting everybody around you. And then when you ask for a promotion and they act shocked, it's not their fault. It's your fault because you stayed and you did the same thing for five years and didn't leave. You should already be looking at another opportunity. 
I have literally had clients double their salaries in the same jobs because they had other opportunities like that. And it took them three days to do it. One of my clients, she doubled her salary when another organization came for her and her same organization she had been with for 12 years was like, well, what did they give you? She was like, they gave me this. They gave, we, we asked for everything. Uh, <laughs> double salary, $100,000 sign-on bonus. They was going to move her and her family to a diff, you know, to like a different state. They were going to pay $80,000 for the move, this, that, all these things. We'll give you all that if you stay. And they made that decision in three days. And she says, you know what? I can't even be mad at them because I stayed here too long. And they kept telling me that it would take three months to do it. So how do you know your real value? If you've been at organizations for a long time, go shop out in these streets. But the real thing is, ladies, how are you showing up? If you're showing up angry, if you're showing up with a tight face, let's be clear. Now I'm getting loud. Don't nobody want an angry woman on their team. Not even me. <laughs> Chrissy, you looking for diversity? Not her. <laughs> I thought you wanted a black woman on your team. Not that one. Did you see that lady's face? No. I don't care how many degrees she got. You're not bringing her on my team. I reject mm-hmm. it. That was real. Couldn't say that no better. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I want some women on my team. I want women of color on my team. I want some sisters on my team. Not them. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast so far. But what I know that you'll love even more is joining us in our private community. Join us in this private community. Money loves happy people and get live and on-demand insight so you can use this information to live the life that you truly and deserve. Get a raise and a promotion, no problem. Step into your purpose, no problem. Get the relationship that you deserve, no problem. Look, it's never too late to live the life that you deserve. It's never too late to live a life of total fulfillment. You just need information and inspiration to get on the path to living your greater life. So go ahead again, click on the link on around this video. Join us in our private community and change your life for the best. Take care. See you soon. Oh, she happy. She's harmonious. Bring her in here. Put her on my team. They be like, you should turn around and bring women with you. Oh, let's be clear. I did. But I'm not going to drag you. I'm going to open the door. and We're going to open opportunities. But you got to run. And and the challenge that women have at, at this level is that you, you've been in these organizations so long. You've been devalued so long. You've been underpaid, unappreciated, overworked. And that's your story and your song and dance that you have this underlying resentment, not the women that have worked with me, of course, but you have this underlying resentment and this almost expectation of being abused on a daily basis. So you come in as a victim looking for your next persecutor. Don't nobody want to pick up that position. They can smell it coming a mile away. It's like a, a lion watching a wounded gazelle. You know, lions only chase the fast gazelles. They don't chase the ones who hurt. But if you know who you are and you own who you are and you own your value, 
Oh, they'll swing the door open for you. If you're happy, they will swing the door open for you. You come in owning your queendom and knowing exactly who you are and being harmonious and having a, when I say a pleasing personality, I ain't talking about faking. I mean, you're, you have been engaged in a lifestyle of personal development. You're harmonious with yourself. You're harmonious with other people. They know you're going to be a team player. And I want to say this. They know you're going to come in and work hard. They know it. You've done it. They will open the door for you and they will invite you in. They will roll out the red carpet for women who come in the room, who know who they are, who know what they want, who can clearly articulate who they are. They don't care what you ask for. They don't care how much money you ask for. They will pay you. They want you on their team. They want women on their team. They want women of color on their teams. They don't want an angry woman on their team. They will give you what you want. What barriers do we need to remove for you to come work with us? What, what do you want? Name your price. I got off on your question, Amanda, but... Um. <laughs> so the, Go ahead. Christy, the question I have was when you were talking about the uh, prototype of a person who's been in the job too long and undervalued, all of that, how do you shift the... We're all becoming aware of, yes, we... we deserve this, we should ask for this. How do we reintroduce our environment so that they will answer the way we need them to? Like, I can't just come in tomorrow and say, oh, by the way, I want my 500K. It's it's not going to happen, right? Not oh. just because I, I guess the way I'm hearing the conversation, and maybe I, I don't have enough facts, but the way I'm hearing the conversation is at some point in your journey, you have to ask for your promotion based on what you've been delivering and based on who you really are on the planet and your value. So if that's my manager, if that's my manager's manager, I don't know the right persons. I just need to know what's the process to sort of turn that. I've been where I've been for more than, if it'll be 15 years in October. So I've been there too long. Yes, I've no, been, been there too long. Go ahead, ask your question. Overlooked and underpaid. Well, that, no, you, no, okay. You've been there too long, overlooked and underpaid. You haven't been there too long. Okay. But go ahead, I'm listening. What's your question? Well, the question I was asking was, how do I, how do, what do I do to shift, to shift the, the, the vision that they have of and you. so that they are, Right, and they pay me what I'm worth. You, how do I do that? You want them to change how they see you. Is that is that the question? Yes, and and therefore, once they see me as I am, mm. because I'm going to show up differently, how do I get my money? Okay, how are you? Are you, are you tired? I've been tired, oh, okay. but I continue no, no, to no. go in. No, I, no, no. I, mm. So you're tired. What else? Yes. Underpaid. So you're frustrated. Definitely. Tired, frustrated. Are you a little angry? 
I've moved past anger because now I've gotten resigned to it's just this way. Oh, so you've resigned. And, and with, within myself, the things haven't changed. It's been a long time. Tired? Mm-hmm. Hopeless? Okay. So you're tired because you're working hard. Mm-hmm. You're frustrated because you've been underpaid. Mm-hmm. You ain't even angry no more. You just you just hopeless. You just gave up. What else? That's enough for now. That is that it? <laughs> well, the, the, did we so did we talk about the underpaid part? That's that's why you're frustrated. Oh gosh! And I don't get to do the things that I know are within my true passionate. Set. So you're bored? Um, oh. Yes. So you tired? This way. Hopeless. Frustrated and bored. And that's, that's how you look to them. So you want them to change how you actually, how they see you, which is this is how you're showing up. And you want them to to see you how. You know, I thought I was putting on a pretty good facade, but maybe oh. I'm not. Faking. I ain't going to put the G <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, okay. So you thought you were showing up. <laughs> like what, Mary Poppins? And you looking like the wish, Wicked Witch? I didn't think either one of us, but no, but good. but thank you for the, you know, the fresh perspective. Thank that, you. That's that's not fresh. That's facts. <laughs> that's. So tell me again, how they the problem? I didn't say they were. I yes, just know I need yes, to did. change. Oh, okay. So okay. you need to change. I, I know I need to change. Okay. But so, it's the way I want to show up so that I get what I want. That's what I'm talking about. How so, do I do that? Okay. So let's let's talk about before you even get what you want. How okay. does it feel to exist like this for 10 years? That's exhausting. Because you do it at home and work. How do you show up at home? Pretty close to the same, I'm sure. Okay, so you've existed in your beingness for like this yeah. for 10 years. Is that even fair to you? Nope, it's not. So so that's the change, right? It's not really about the job, y'all. The job is a job, is a job, is a DAM job. Spelled mm-hmm. it out, I ain't even cuss. It's not fair for you to think that you got how long to retire? How long you think? 15 to 20, maybe. Okay, you got 20. So you won't live like that for the next 20 years? I do not. So what? It's so got to be better. If you got more money, what's going to change? My peace of mind would definitely change. Why, is, why your peace of mind going to change? Because of the financial freedom that I would have. To know it's too little. It's I'm like right at basically a hundred. 
I know. How old are you? Too old. Now, tell me. 50, 54. So you 54 making 100. How much you want? I wanted, this is, like, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lost dream almost. But it can't be. It has to change. I really would love to make at least 400 and have the freedom of a 400 salary. That's what I would love. What does 400 feel like? I have no idea. I don't even know that I know people who make it. Okay. So do you believe? Just to you- at least see that I know what that would look like. I have a dream of what I think that looks like, but I don't know for a fact. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a professional. What? So you want to make 400. You 50 something. Okay. What you going to do with it? First, I got to, I got to save and kind of catch up for what I haven't been making. Okay. This is good. So you 50 something. You want to make 400. Not 400, but 400. What you going to do with the 400? You're going to save it first. You're going to save it. Okay. I will save and I will buy a better, I, I just I just sold my house. So I will buy a better home that is like the lifestyle I want to be able what's to have in my home. In your mm-hmm. home? No, what's the lifestyle you want in your home? I, it just, you know, a, a, a wall of windows. You know how they... And I want it where I've got a yard with um, uh, um, just a beautiful floral view. Lots okay. of greenery, uh, one story, large rooms, you know, and I can entertain there and have some quiet spaces for me and my family. Okay. Who's your, who's your family? How many? It's just my siblings. And my and my my their children. So you want to have a bigger house to be able to invite your haterade family over, so y'all can argue at dinner table. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. If you want to learn how to get a thirty percent raise this year without getting another degree, go ahead and get my free case study and get this information. Use it. You can go to changenowwithchrissy.com. Changenowwithchrissy.com. It's about thirty minutes. Use the insight. Own your value and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. See you soon. We're not that kind of family. We love each other. I am five. You can't go to their house and do that? I do. Okay. Why they got to come to your house? Because I want to have them over too. Okay. You can't rent a house to do that? (laughs) I I guess I could. So but with you know, with four hundred k, I could afford it, right? I could afford to rent a house, go to an Airbnb in a, you know, I don't know Miami or somewhere, and have a good time with them and send them back home. What you gonna do with the four hundred thousand? Is my question. You gonna tie up to the Lord? Okay, you gonna tie? Up? You gonna say? You gonna buy? You gonna buy a house so your family can come junk it up and trash it? You can talk trash about them on the weekend. You gonna? You want you? Okay, and you still gonna be boring. You still gonna be boring. You're gonna be frustrated now because they coming over and they making plates before they even leave. What else? Okay, great. So here's the thing. You can have the lifestyle that you want before you get the money. The challenge that women have 
You think that you need money to be happy, but you bore now. You think that you need money to be happy, but you're frustrated now. You think that you need the $400,000 to be able to enjoy more quality time with your family while you're not having it now. And, and that's, you're creating this story of frustration. Now, I'm not saying that you don't deserve money. I think you, you, you should be a 625. See your face? See your face? Look at me like I'm crazy. Overworked and underpaid and undervalued for the past 30 years. Because you 50-something. <laughs> clear. Your value doesn't start at the 100. Your value starts at where you are. Birkin bags appreciate. Either you acting like the raggedy bag that sold at Target, or you're going to act like a Birkin bag. So you can be happy now. Money loves happy people. Money follows joy. You be happy first. You be harmonious first. You be at peace first. You understand how great you are first. You understand what 30 years of experience and skills that you have first. The money comes after that. You're looking for the money before you add heat to the wood. Does that make sense? You're coming to yeah. the campfire with no wood and a match. Mm-hmm. Add the wood first. Mm-hmm. Then you can build the fire. And the wood is your self-awareness of who you are and how great you are. And, and letting go of some of the baggage that got you to where you are. We are sold a lie. We're told that if we have money, we'll be happy. You got money. It ain't that much. To who though? Because a hundred thousand dollars is a lot to some people, and it's peanuts to others. But you stayed there for a long time, and I ain't gonna say too long. You allowed yourself to stay there for safety. Did Did you and your family grow up with a lot of money when you was growing up, or no? No. No, my parents are educators, so no, everybody knows they don't make a lot of money in education. Did they retire? Both of them retired, yes. Okay, so your so when when you think about the DNA quilt is what I call it. You were grouped by two educated parents, though, at 50. Like, ain't a lot of second generation people at 50. But you're, but you were groomed to play safe. You were groomed to get advanced degrees and not expect any additional compensation for it because your parents did that, two of them. You were groomed to not rock the boat a little bit and to actually work for 40 years and get a pension. How long they work? 40. 40 years. So you're groomed to play safe and play small. Mm-hmm. And now you got over here messing around with these Instagram millionaires looking at all these people living their best life and they made you a little bit uncomfortable because you were comfortable with that 100000 for a while till probably the internet broke out. Now you got to Actually, women. no. You, I was mad about it. You see all these chicks with these eyelashes <laughs> riding on jets. They sell eyelashes. Right. Mad at them? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you working hard. You making a hundred. 
So here's the thing. Do the work to reveal what you really want to do first. And I had to learn this, y'all, myself, which is why, you know, we talk about it when I teach it. When, when, I, when I left my career crazy, I mean, I ran away like Tina Turner ran from Ike in that white suit. Do you hear me? Crazy. Working 80 hours a week, volunteering for all the projects, got all the hard jobs, never took a break. I got a million degrees. And when I burned out, it's different, but you have the women who kind of like suffocate where they are. And then you got the women who run through the brick wall and, and we're doing all these things and we're working ourselves to death. So you have the, the, either the fast death or the slow death. Does that make sense? Either, either you're going to die slow and boring or you're going to die because we're going to run it. We're going to have a heart attack. We're going to have a stroke or something like that. When I was down to nothing, I always try to save my clients from the story and, and the demise of what I did. When I was down to absolutely no money and I had to stop long enough, that's when I started to get clear on what I already had. I never took credit for all the things that I had already done. So how can I receive more if I have, a, if I have an invisible foundation? That's one. Two, I was unclear on what I really wanted to do and what my passion was because I left that a long time ago. I am a stand-up comedian, okay? When Def Jam came out, I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to go, and I'm going to stand on stage, and I'm going to make people laugh. Class Clown, 1988, 1993, nobody was funny in the Chris Rutherford. But I messed around and joined the military. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to let me go stand on the stage and crack jokes as a military officer. So I sacrificed my dream for my job. And I was only supposed to be there for three years. And, and then I stayed for six. And then I stayed for nine. And then when you hit 10, like, you might as well do 20. And my dreams started to be suffocated in my job. My, 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 I wouldn't say ambition, but I put all my ambition going this way when I should have been going this way. And I don't have any regrets because I was phenomenal at what I did. But my soul is suffocating over here. So uh, a part of the, the work is getting clear on who is this lady and what makes her happy. One of our clients talked about it, Linnell, um, super successful intellectual property attorney. Linnell is a poet. <laughs> there was no money in poetry. This is her path to be a writer and a poet. Uh-uh. Don't go over here. Super successful award-winning intellectual property attorney who forgot about the poet. When we started to do the work to uncover what made her happy, she remembered she loved to write. She loved to express herself. We were at this conference. Linnell heard somebody talk, wrote a poem in like five, ten minutes. Prolific poet. Once she reconnected with the poet within, she got a 40% raise. You know, they gave her all these other kind of things, and she's happy. But before that, she was not that happy, y'all. So who you want to be and what you want is within that person that wants to come out, that person that wants to express herself. Another one of our clients was got a PhD, um, but she has like a master's degree in mechanical engineering. She's an artist who forgot that she liked to paint. She's an artist. But as a kid, her fam educated parents were like, uh-uh, you, mm -mm, you're not going to be an artist. There's no money there. You're an engineer. So now she has all these master's degrees and PhD 
and she's miserable. And then got fired from her job complaining. I said, God fired you. <laughs> you miserable anyway. You exist in miserable anyway. And we had to dig up the artist. That took four months. Now she's happy and she teaches people, organizations, how to create innovative and resilient teams through art. Now she's created a consultant company with what her gift is, but also learning how to talk corporate. So at 50 something, it's not necessarily that your job is going to pay you 625. You got 30 years of unmonetized, untapped intellectual property. You're sitting on a gold mine. Begging for crumbs. That's the problem. Hey, Chrissy Rutherford here, inviting you to join my private community, Money Loves Happy People. Yes, the information is so good. We do live interviews Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I have hundreds of on-demand videos in this community, including my signature course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume, my other course, Seven Keys to Getting the Raise that You Desire and Deserve. I made hundreds of videos from amazing thought leaders from around the world. You have access to on demand for less than $500. Go ahead, register, join us in this community, get this insight and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. So figure out what makes you happy first. It may not even be in that raggedy job. Who cares about your raggedy job? Nobody. What you should be considering is how to be passionate every day of your life. Just as like I'm talking loud. I mean, I get louder. Anybody who knows me. I'm passionate. You want to get me passionate and stirred up? Show me some women who don't know how great they are. That's when I start yelling. All this other stuff, I'd be like, man, I don't care. I changed the channel. I don't even watch TV. But what is your gift that's going to make you roll out of bed every day and, and be passionate in the work that you do? And it may link to your job or it may link to an outside business, but people will pay you for your passion. I come take your job. I take your job and all your boss's job. I ain't even got to know what I'm doing. I'd be like, hey, Jeff, let me tell you something. You got any experience in engineering? Nope, but I watch YouTube and I'm going to kill it. I'm a leader. I'm innovative. And and uh, and I know I'm a team player and I'm going to come in here and I'm going to work for y'all and it's going to be great. How much? I want 625. I want 625. I want to work from home. I want stock options. I want five months of vacation. <laughs> I want a wig budget. I don't even wear wigs. Uh, I want you to pay for me to go get my next thing at Harvard Business School. I want all of it. You have any experience? No. I'm going to watch YouTube and I'm going to catch up. Then I will come take your job. I believe I can do it. And I'm a certified coach. Jeff, you having problems with your wife? Yeah, she said, I work too much. Oh, my God. I know. I hear that all the time from a lot of guys that I used to mentor. You know, we could talk about it. Really? Yeah. We could sign an NDA and just, you get to know me. I can, I can coach you through your stuff. Really? You can give me advice? Yes. I can help you save your home. Oh, you're in. You're in. Just. People need people to lean on at work. They can't lean on you. You ain't got nothing. I'm going to get off that. Who got another question? Because I'm about to go down the path. It's Thank like, we, we, everybody's going.
going through something, y'all. These past three, four years have been catastrophic. Everybody's going through something. People are looking for people that they can trust who ain't going to stab them in the back, who don't have a tight face, who ain't mad, angry, frustrated, half dead. You come in like a breath of fresh air for yourself first. Because you live that lifestyle first. Is it easier to birth new life or resuscitate the dead? It's easier for hire 10 people to replace you than it is to resuscitate you in your job. And once you do the work to get clear on what makes you happy, they see it. They see who you are. We've doubled, 70% of my clients only their jobs. We've doubled women's salaries in the same job because they simply show up differently. They'd be like, my God, I don't know what happened. But uh, you want to you wanna come over here and join the leadership team? Yes. They open the door for them, roll out the red carpet. So it's not about what do I need to do for them to see me differently, which we know I talked about how you show up. Is what do I need to do so I can be different, so I can be happy, and then I'm going to get the money on top of that. We focus on the wrong thing. So again, the five challenges that ambitious women have. Number one, you have sight but no vision. Number two, you make your job your everything. So when you lose it, you feel like you have nothing, no things. You're nobody. That's not true. Become everything for yourself first. And when the job breaks, the job breaks. You don't break. Number three, thinking that you need more money before you can be happy. Money loves happy people. Money follows joy. Money follows peace. Money follows harmony. Money follows people that have an assignment to it. If your money doesn't have an assignment, which is number five, you're creating the barriers to be able to receive more because you're only looking to survive, not thrive. Number five, you want people to see you different without being different. So with that, I hope this information has been useful to you. Use this information, apply it, change, and come out of the perpetual cycle of complaining about things that you have all the power and all the control to change for yourself. You're more powerful than you think. You're more powerful than you believe. Don't forget to hit like, comment, subscribe to this podcast, share with your friends and your family, but subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and your favorite listening platform. And we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. If you're smart enough and if you are aware enough that you need to change, you would choose the change today and get the money that you deserve at changenowwithchrissy.com and your life will never be the same for the best.